thought that I was starting. So. <laughs> I was like, go ahead, Kim. Go ahead. I'm just waiting Guys, for you. I have like the memory of a gerbil. <laughs> it's like a goldfish. You're like, oh, a castle. Oh, a castle. <laughs> See, it's even worse than I Okay. Collect yourself, Kim. <laughs> Batman. Batman, as we know it, he is very old. Does anybody want to take a guess as to how old Batman is? Old. He is so old. He is an octogenarian. He is 80 years old. (laughs) Batman first came out in 1939 as a part of the Detective Comics series and earned his own comic in 1940. 1940. Can you believe this? So, Batman's essentially your grandpa, but <laughs> we love him. We do love him. We when was your him. when were I want to know, when was your guys' first foray into Batman? Do you have a first memory of encountering Batman? In whatever form that is, cartoon, old-timey Adam West show. My first was Adam West. I remember seeing that on like reruns on TV. And it was like the campy, like, you know, like pow, blam, and like then go them going up the side of the building. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But they just yeah. turn the camera the other way. <laughs> I love that so much. And it was Batman and Robin. Right. And yeah. he had Robin with him. That was my that was my first time ever seeing Batman. But I think that was shot in the 70s, wasn't it? Or something? I don't know. It's old. Yeah. It's pretty old. Um, how about you, Mishka? You've got a... Well, I, I caught those, but I never really... I don't think I ever saw like a full episode of those Adam West ones. I just saw like bits and parts of them from what I can remember and used to laugh at it and make fun of it. I was like, this isn't. this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Well, obviously, it's just because I was young and, you know, it, th- th- that just seemed old to me. And I was like, this is just ridiculous. Like, oh, why do I need to see Pow on the screen? Like, I just, I didn't get it. But I, I, remember, I remember seeing it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Like, I thought it was meant. It wasn't cool like Wonder Woman, Linda Carter Wonder Woman. I thought she was badass. But I remember seeing those guys and they just seemed kind of silly in their outfits and like jumping around and the sound effects and all that. <laughs> I, I remember watching, I think that the, the first ones I started watching were like the George Clooney ones. Uh, oh, yes. Like, uh-huh. and, and, and when you look back at those, those aren't, I don't, I don't find them to be that great. But like with Arnold Schwarzenegger as like Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Oh, I forgot like, about that. Wow. <laughs> like, so those are what I remember. I, yeah. I wasn't a, uh, big into Batman at the time, but I do remember watching those and getting a good laugh. It's, um, I, I mean, I won't talk about it yet, but I had to watch some of the old Batmans, uh, for this episode and they don't really hold up. I don't oh, think, no. um, well, okay. I, here, well, I, I will make an argument seeing, for certain things, but yeah. I, I'm excited to see who you bring as far as your number one. Cause I did want to go back and watch old. I was even almost tempted to go see if I could find. Adam West's uh, Batman somewhere, but I didn't. I didn't have time uh, based on all the other stuff I watched. But um, I remember being a kid, and it's. I think this was 
just it's just Batman, which was 1989. I was really little, young. Michael and Keaton, I, Batman. Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah, and that was Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Is yes. that right? And that one. That's one's. right. And I remember being a kid, and they announced it like, "Oh, Jack Nicholson's going to be the Joker." And as a kid, I didn't get, I didn't get the joke because, like, all the adults that I knew thought it was really funny. Like, "Oh, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. That's so hilarious." And I didn't get why it was funny but i remember that it was like coming out that summer and i have an older brother and we were so excited to see that batman movie like in the theater like thought it was going to be just insanity because there was so much like hype and merchandise and everything and we were actually visiting um my grandparents in a small town in Minnesota and really small. And we went to the movie theater and we were waiting for like a ton of people to be there and lines and like, like this fanaticism. And we were the only people in the movie theater. We thought it was going to be like a big deal. And here in California, oh, I'm sure that it was like, Everyone else was really excited, but we could not wait. And we just thought we were so lucky that we were going to get to see this. Like, great movie all by ourselves in this little like small town (laughs) uh so funny story the original batman the michael keaton batman that you saw with only your family in the movie theater Mm -hmm. uh my boyfriend james uh he knew i had to re i was going to rewatch some of the old stuff and he's like i will only watch the first batman if you're going to watch the old ones because he he actually really enjoys the first one he enjoys jack nicholson as the joker um, he thinks it's, uh, this is his opinion, not mine. Cause, uh, but he, Tim Burton did those first two Batman and Batman returns yeah. and you can tell it's Tim Burton who did it. It's so wackadoo. The worlds are crazy. The sets are obviously uh, insane and in a good and a bad way. But, uh, he's like, Batman is Tim Burton with a leash on. Batman Returns is Tim Burton like without the leash on. <laughs> and and I it's so funny because I am I was watching the second one. I'm probably giving my my character away now but it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about it soon. But uh <laughs> watching Batman Returns I'm like this movie is wild. It is crazy. <laughs> it's like Tim Burton was like I'm going to do what I freaking feel like it. I'm going to have a little bit of this. I'm going to have a little bit of that. And none of this makes sense, but I'm going to try to make it make sense through these two. It's like insane. But um, folks, I know that you uh, hear a third uh, sultry voice on this call and it's not me and it's not (laughs) Michelle. It is Mishka Tibold and he... Uh, guys, we have a celebrity oh on this God. podcast. No, it's our stop first it. celebrity. Don't yes. do that. Yes. Don't do that. This is not true. <laughs> it's just fake news. It's true. You <laughs> true. recognize him from Amazon's The Boys, and he is in season one. He is in season two right now as A Train's nemesis. That's right. Shockwave. Now, Shockwave. Well, Speaking we think he's the fastest. The fastest. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say A Train is a cheater. I just want to throw that out there. He, he is, is a, cheater. a cheater. We already know this if you watch oh, the spoiler. show. And, and, Sorry. And, and I, be, I beat him in many races off, off when the camera wasn't rolling. Okay. When we, when we actually raced, I beat his ass. Don't worry about it. 
uh, I <laughs> love this so much. I, you this heard is, it here first. You heard it here first. Now we, we we're trying to get Mishka to give us all the spoilers right before this call. He was like, "No, bish, mm-hmm. I'm under NDA. That's crazy. I'm not gonna." He doesn't know I'm, anything. He's not gonna tell us. He's not. Yeah, and by the time you guys hear, I think by the time you guys hear this episode, the season premiere would have happened. I'm sorry, season se- season finale would have happened. Season right? It's only finale. eight episodes. Right? Uh, this season? It, it'll be it'll be then the, there'll be one more episode left. I think okay. it His comes out next okay. week. Our show, yeah, will come out and then Oh, yeah, because w- this won't go live until a week from today. <laughs> pretty oh, much a week okay. from now. So we will have passed the So yes, the finale season. will 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 come out. Yeah. Will have happened. <gasps> we are looking into the future and I don't know what's happening. Um my I'm god. So excited. We're writing this I want crazy more time machine. I more want shock more shockwave. Ooh, buy a train. We don't have time for that and all your craziness. <laughs> Go also, watch the boys. <laughs> while I have you, Mishka, can you please tell the actor who plays Mother's Milk that I'm in love with him and he could call me at any time? <laughs> I will leave my boyfriend at any moment. <gasps> James, we're so sorry. Oh my Kim, god, you got in there. I was. I haven't even said anything about the characters that I like, but man. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm sure we'll do an episode for the boys, but I just want to put it out there. Mother's Milk, I'm in love with you. MM, give me a call. Um, (laughs) And we'll make things happen. So (laughs) so anyway, uh, other than that, I- I'm joking a lot, but Mishka Tibald, I know, I know him from the CBS Diversity Showcase. We did this two years ago, which is so crazy to think that we were doing this little showcase, and now he's on TV. I'm so excited to have you. I hope you're excited to be here. Yes, and very excited. I'm really. I mean, again, you you can tell me off tape what happens with Shockwave, but. I thought you were going to say, you can tell me off tape the number to get in touch with Mother's Milk. <laughs> you can do that too. Both. Unbelievable. Um, but he, guys, he's a wonderful actor. If you have not checked out The Boys, I mean, how many times have you heard me already say how much I love The Boys? I even got Michelle into it now. So she, I'm fully caught a, up. I'm fully caught up and she's needy. loving it. Oh, did you see last night's episode? I haven't seen it yet, so don't say anything. Oh, no spoilers here. No, I haven't. <laughs> Not that you would. You'd be like, oh, this happened last, last night. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so excited to have uh, Mishka, and we're going to talk about, you guessed it, Batman. Our grandpa Batman, uh, who is 80 years old. Octogenarian. <laughs> Octogenarian. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start the show. Um, I realized how much you guys, I don't know about Batman other than maybe uh, that song and, and that's it. That's it. Like, that's all I got for you. End episode. Uh, and good night. Thanks for listening. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like math. Like once I realized, uh, we were talking about Batman and the Batman universe. I realized how much of the Batman universe there is and how much I didn't know about it. So there's it a lot. Took a long time to sort yeah, through everything. Massive. There is a lot. Um, I 
but I really like the Batman universe. I'm not going to lie. I'm really into it. Uh, I also, but in general, I do really like superhero stuff and, um, Batman, you know, I think he's very interesting. It's a very interesting background, billionaire, playboy, you know, what have you. And there's just so many levels to it. So one of the things that I find interesting and as I was watching Batman related stuff this week, um, before we talk about our crushes is that he has, and I guess I never really fully realized it. Like, I think I knew it, but didn't really think about it in depth until now is that he has this no kill stance, right? It's very, um, it speaks to his like integrity and his character, but he does, he doesn't go and actively kill anyone, at least in the movies that necessarily I was watching, according to my research in the comics back in the day, as Kim was saying, since Batman is kind of old guys that, he in the comics he did carry a gun at one point and dropped people in acid in the comics but not in the movies that i was watching he did yeah so that took a turn in that he's (laughs) not doing that anymore (laughs) it's like the acid's too much uh i don't want to have to renew my gun license this is just too much i too much responsibility too Uh. i'm just gonna overcorrect and not kill anyone but i don't know about you guys i found that to be very frustrating I want, there were times in the movies where I wanted him, I wanted him to seek some vengeance, but then I guess, I guess my question for both of you is if he's seeking vengeance, is that mean, does that truly mean there's justice or does that even make him even a hero if he's out there killing someone, even if that someone is a supervillain? This is a really deep question, Michelle. I think it almost goes... <laughs> I'm not joking. I think this goes into, like... That's uh, if you believe in, like... Um, oh, I, why am I blanking on the term? Basically, executing people. What's what's the fancy term? The legal term? Uh, uh, death penalty? Or, yeah. Do, yeah and like, do you believe in the death penalty? Uh, God, is that the fancy term my brain was trying to come up with? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think as well. God. I don't know why. I'm, I'm like, I, Mishka beat me to it. I'm like, I don't know. Don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like there's a fancier term out there with a shun at the end and I O N, but whatever. Uh, I don't know what it is, folks. I'll look if it up later. If you're listening, slide into our DMs and tell us what that <laughs> word is. Kim out. It. But yeah, do you believe, like, if uh, we don't have to answer this on this podcast again, but it's almost in that world of do you believe in death penalty? And I often find myself personally fluctuating between yes and no, because there are some times where I'm really into true crime stuff, like very much watch Dateline and making a murderer and all the stuff that should be haunting me. But I'm really into this kind of stuff. And part of me is kind of like, oh, that person's so terrible, like, fry them. (laughs) I'm just like, I've become that person. And then there are other times where I watch something like Making a Murderer, and I'm like, oh, but this is why we can't have the death penalty, folks. We don't, the justice, you know, the system is fucked. Like, you know, it's often wrong. So, um, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm deep into true crime. I'm a big true crime fan. Yeah. But so sometimes actually I watched a documentary the other day uh, 
I think I don't remember the name. It's it's the one about the Chris Watts murder. If you know about that, I don't oh, know. But I it's like I know that one. Uh, he murdered his wife and his two kids. And he, oh, he I like, know what you're. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that is an insane story. Yeah, that is an insane and, story. Oh, was that and, the guy on the run who was on Unsolved Mysteries? Is that no, the guy? no, mm-hmm. never mind. No, he he. Like they they have so much footage. It's a very interesting documentary because they have a lot of footage. Uh, I can't from believe the amount of cams and like it, yeah, it's it's nuts. And and then the interviews, the interrogations are super fascinating. But Ooh. anyways, he he uh, got you know uh, life in prison. He didn't get uh, the death penalty. He was he was uh, up for it, but then he confessed because uh, before he was trying to pin the the murder of his two kids on his wife. But it was actually him, and he confessed. Anyways, so and that's how he got out of the death penalty. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I feel like the death penalty is the easy way out for certain for certain cases. Like I'm, I'm right. just saying, because like it's so sickening. Like watching that documentary, you feel sick to your stomach and stuff. So I'm because like, it's it involves his kids, you yes, know, and that's yeah, the, yeah. the sad it's a really sad part. documentary. You like will probably cry, but it's it's like mm. you just like so me as a as a viewer, whatever, like, I'm just kind of like, yes, serve life, like rotten prison, like be mm-hmm. stuck there and be forced to just live with your thoughts and just like, just slowly rot away as opposed to just, Oh, you're dead like that. And you get an easy way out. Like, I, I just think that that depending on it, like, I think it's worse to get life in prison. Because Ooh. you're sitting there suffering, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think how that could, could tie into Batman. You know, if, if that's part of his vengeance, and he wants him to rot in prison it forever, does. but I because don't know. He's got some pretty crazy villains. I know we're going to talk about villains and today um, in the world of Batman, but I always think, okay, so if you're a, a particular Batman villain rotting in prison, uh, maybe that's the best case, best case scenario for you. Maybe you're not suffering. Maybe you're just like sitting there plotting and waiting and waiting and figuring out how you're going to get out and seek your secondary vengeance on Batman. Yeah, I think, look, I think there's a lot of layers here and I definitely think it ties into Batman because I think Batman probably has your outlook, Mishka, is like death is too easy for you. Mm. Um, And and I think he probably fluctuates between like wanting vengeance and also um, believing that people can change. I think I think that is often a theme that comes up at least in the Christopher Nolan Batman's, I believe. Right. Um, Especially that first movie, Batman Begins. But. Um, I, there, I, I mean, speaking of prisoners in jail, like, can we talk about that beautiful scene in the dark night where they, they're trapped on the two boats, right? And Mm. they have to decide, you know, if, you know, the, they should blow up the ship of prisoners. Guys, if you have not seen the dark night, you need to, it is, uh, I think one of, I think it's just a great film, Batman or not. It's a fantastic film, probably my most favorite in the trilogy of the Christopher Nolan yeah. Batman. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just because of Heath Ledger, but because there's just so many wonderful moments like that that talk that fluctuate between good and bad and who's really the villain and what brings out the villain in us. It's fantastic. It's such a good movie. I'm sure we'll talk about this more because I do want to talk about Christopher Nolan and the whole Batman trilogy. But in that second movie, um, The Dark Knight, like is there a better storyteller than Christopher Nolan in in that movie, the way that he's told that story? And uh, you guys know, I've said it on this podcast before, um, 
I love a good double cross cross. I love a good thing you don't see coming where you're like, oh, I thought he was dead, but now he's not. And all these things that come back. And I feel like that second movie is full of that, of mm-hmm. things that you don't see coming. And then it, they happen so much that you just have to kind of sit with it. And that's what I'll say, because I'm, I'm thinking maybe there's some people out there who haven't seen it. And then if they haven't, they really need to see that movie. It's phenomenal. They go enjoy it. Okay, so we're already venturing into what we love about Batman. We have, again, folks, the wonderful Mishka Tibold here with us. Shockwave. And he, shockwave. Stay away from him, A-Train. If you fuck with Shockwave, I'm going to lose Oh, my I'm mind. going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm going to stay far mind. away from my TV oh, so I don't yeah. break it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hurt not you, a fan of Not a fan oh, of A-Train. Man. Not a fan. He <laughs> he has lost me, especially, oh God. Anyway, watch The Boys. He lost me from that first episode. But anyway, yes. watch The Boys. <laughs> You'll see Mishka. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. So let's get in and reveal our crushes. Mishka. You've got a crush for us. Who's your favorite character from the world of Batman? I'm sure every, I'm sure most people have a crush on this character and the man who played it. But mm-hmm. uh, Heath Ledger's Joker is easily my crush for the Batman universe. That's just, I mean, far, far and above. Sur- yeah, hands down. Surpasses anything else. But um, uh, before I go into that, though, because... Uh, I wanted to say also that I'm not, I'm actually not huge on superhero movies. I was never like big into that. Mm-hmm. So, which ties into why I love the dark Knight so much and Christopher Nolan's trilogy, yeah. because I, I, and obviously uh, uh, I love the boys. That's a, I call it bias. If you want. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> He's like, I hate that show. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> So funny. The producer's like, what? <laughs> the producer's like, what? What are you talking about? Hashtag on We hire that man. <laughs> uh, but no. Great uh, show. Great show. We do love it. The, the Christopher Nolan Batmans, uh, why I love them so much is because of how it's a superhero movie, but it brings such realism to it. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. so. And that's the thing I love about it. It's got darkness, but it's just got realism, which is also why I love Batman in particular, because he's got no superpowers per se. Yeah. He's just got gadgets. He's just a normal. So you can relate to him more. So there's all those like He's just things. a normal millionaire. <laughs> yeah. He's just a normal say, millionaire. I relate like, to that millionaire. I know. I know. I know. Money wise. Yeah. He's on another level. But <laughs> I know. I I'm just saying. I'm just making He worked jokes. to get his strength. He worked to be able yes, to fight. Yes. He, he did. He, he put did. in the work. So I'm just he saying. He did. He put in the work. Um, and he's got money. <laughs> but uh, yeah. No. I, I love uh, <laughs> Heath Ledger's Joker. That is by far one of my favorite characters on film, period. Uh, Interesting. Just, yeah, I was just, I it, like, the, when it came out, I, I really, I really was a big fan of that because it's just the way he, lo- like, especially as an actor, the way he lost himself in that role. And uh, the, the things, like, to the extent of which he, like, researched, he locked himself in a hotel for yeah. a month. Mm-hmm. He, and uh, he read all the comic books, you know, associated to the film and anything that could help him with the role. And what I love the most is he spent his time in there trying to create a voice for it and yes. a laugh. 
And like the result of that, like that is such a like that is the Joker. Spine tingling. Yes, and, like and when I, I heard say it, that, I don't ever say and, the word spine tingling. But I was like, say I love that. I love the things he did because he he. Uh, um, when I read what I when I read about it, but it was like he apparently had a fear of ventrilo- ventriloquist dolls. Oh, and. Like the, their voices really creeped him out. <laughs> yeah, they are really <clears throat> so, creepy. Yeah. So he legitimately went and studied uh, and listened to a bunch of ventriloquist doll voices and used that into creating some of his uh, Joker voice. And that's, that's how he was able to play with pitches of it and just do silly things with his voice and he and his and the laugh as well. Like those are so I was like, it's just really interesting and fascinating things he did. Even like the makeup. Like he would put it on himself. Like he just, he put on the makeup with uh, like working with a, a cot, like, you know, the makeup artist, but creating it in that way. It's just, it, it's genius to me. Like I, it is and uh, his body language, like he, even his improvisation in the movie, like the, the one scene where he's sitting in the jail cell and uh, Gordon gets a promotion and everyone's clapping for him. It was improvised. It wasn't planned, but he just did that Joker clap mm-hmm. where he's just yeah, like, the big wide it's clap. It's just so good. Like, it's so <laughs> terrifying. Like, that's what I love. I love the subtleties to like that he brought to the character. Something like like just the clap, the the mouth noises he made were so mm-hmm. creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. It was it, like things of that nature. Like it's like I don't know how you not like the Joker. He's 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 the exact opposite of Batman. So Batman. You know, he, it's, it's, he's got, well, technically, I guess Batman has that one rule where it's like, don't kill, right? But he believes in justice. He believes in, you know, change to an extent and things like that. But the Joker has no rules. So yeah. he's got no rules. And he just, like, I love that because that's why they, as a dynamic, they work so well together because they it's, do. because he knows Batman can't kill him. That's his one rule. So it gives him so much freedom because uh, number one, he's not afraid to die, but he's just like, he's just like, he, he's, but he almost wants it to a certain degree. He wants, right. He wants, yes. that's his, that's almost because he, he wants, wants to push Batman, Batman to break, that far yeah, off to edge. break his own rules to exactly. say, I pushed you mentally and physically yes. that far that you would break your number one rule to kill me. And, and I, I don't and even I know, care if you kill me. I think mm. I know why, like he wants that because if if Batman goes there, I think it would be the end of the Batman. Yes, then it right? then it's the yes. unraveling of Batman, yeah. and that's exactly yeah, what so Joker that's why he's trying, wanted. That's why he's standing there, and Batman's coming at him full speed on the on the 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 Batman motorcycle, and he's just like, "Hit me, hit me, do it, hit me!" Like he wants that. Yeah. Like and and when he's when he gets thrown off the building, you know, near the end of the film, he he's laughing the whole way down. He's laughing it's, the whole uh, way down. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and then Batman has to save him. But he mm-hmm. doesn't, not one moment, is he not laughing at that. He's like, so seamless in that character. <clears throat> like, I don't know yes. that we've, yeah. we've, if we've said that on this show before, but the, I feel like there are very few actors when they're playing a role that you believe them 100% to be that character. And like from that m- very first moment when he's meeting with all the different um, mob bosses oh. and he puts the pencil <laughs> on the table, you guys know what I'm yeah. talking about? And what's uh-huh. interesting, it could <laughs> be a really... Trick. It, it's like it could be a really gross, gory, like bloody scenario, but it's not. And it's still terrifying because of the way he he comes in and plays it. You're right with the mannerisms and his body language and the way he moves his mouth and what they did with the what is it called? The, the Scottish grant or whatever. The, yeah, the, the, the scars. Are the scars. Um, 
it's insane. He's so ter- he's so terrifying. Yes. From from as Kim would say, from end to end in that movie, you are terrified. Mm-hmm. But he's That's not right. doing anything crazy. Like they don't show him like ripping people's guts out or anything. That's I what's know. so insane. It's just based on all these like uh, subtleties and all these other things that yeah. he's pulled together at this character. Like, it's even, even when he even when he shoots like a gun, it's not precise. He's just all over the place. Yeah. Like, it's just mm-hmm. he embodies <laughs> chaos, and I love that. I was like, he's just like shooting off things. He's just got a missile launcher, like. He, <laughs> Like all those things, I'm like, that's Joker. And like, that is Joker. The, as they're racing with, it's like yeah, two trucks yeah. or whatever, or yeah. the, the armored truck. That's so crazy. Yeah. And apparently, it's, that's what Christopher Nolan said for the second movie that it was supposed to have, like a theme of chaos. Was the theme for that right. entire second movie, right? And speaking of Christopher Nolan, he, funny enough, everybody was very. Uh, there was a lot of like, oh, when. They cast Heath Ledger for the role of Joker, Mm -hmm. but Christopher Nolan said right out the gate, he knew that's, that is the actor he wanted for that role. He was like, I just had a feeling that Heath Ledger was going to just knock this out of the park. And everybody did look at me sideways, but I knew it was going to, I knew he was going to do the role of justice. I, he said he saw something in his eyes Mm -hmm. That he knew this is this is the, this is the guy. Um, other actors that were up for this role, which I thought was interesting, Adrian Brody. Really? Imagine oh, an Adrian Adrian Brody. Nope. 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 Wow. And no, all of us are just like, nah, never. Um, <laughs> I can't <laughs> see away, anybody Adrian. else now. <laughs> no, you can't. You really can't. I can't. And I think he, that he's perfect. <sighs> I don't think there's anyone else who could have yeah. played that role. Even just the way he like pats his hair. You know, yeah, when he everything. does this, like yeah, he pats his hair down. It's so crazy he, to me. It's the chilling. I, I read that he actually turned the role down. Uh, Christopher Nolan called him, uh, said he wanted him or offered him, told him he wanted him to play it. And then he turned it down. Then he watched Batman Begins, loved it. Yes. And, said, and then contacted Nolan and said, I want to do this. Yes. And he also is not a superhero guy. He's not a superhero guy. He's like, I never do a movie like that. That's like that's what was said, and and then he yeah. So he 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 loved after he saw that he was like okay I see this guy's vision, and then he went for it. So I'm glad he did. <laughs> I I think this is kind of a good not to try to like hop on uh, and like reveal my crush, but I think there's a good segue here because we're talking we you talk you mentioned this earlier Mishka, which is the groundedness of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Um, first, well, fun fact: Christopher Nolan had no intentions of this becoming a trilogy. He well, he well, he didn't want to be a part of it. He was like, "Yeah, they'll probably want to do it, but I don't want to be a part of it." So he made Batman Begins with the idea that he was not going to be a part of the sequel in any way. And then, and then he got sucked into it and was like, "You know what? I do want to be around to introduce the Joker." He was like, "I want to, I want to tell that story." Um, So him, his brother Jonathan, uh, they co-wrote it with another writer, last name Goyer. I forget the first name. I want to say David. Guys, Um, my memory is a gerbil's memory. (laughs) (laughs) Look, a castle, a castle. (laughs) Look, a castle. Um, But I want. I my crush this week is actually not from the Christopher Nolan trilogy, but I think the Christopher Nolan. Batmans do have such great characters. Even the villains you feel for. You feel for mm-hmm. Harvey Dent. You feel mm-hmm. for um, Catwoman, Selena Kyle. But my crush this week, and, I, and I'm segueing into this quickly because it comes from what I think is a less grounded Batman 
uh, it's definitely a less grounded Batman um, movie. And it is from Batman Returns. And I chose Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, played by the incomparable Michelle Pfeiffer. Because I think she did such a fantastic job and i funny enough i think she is other than michael keaton in that movie who has to be very grounded i think she plays this wild crazy character in a very grounded way and she sticks out like a sore thumb to me in that movie because um Batman Returns is Tim Burton. <laughs> like I said uh, earlier in the intro, it's Tim Burton off the leash, right? He's like, I'm going crazy. <laughs> and the the story is like, I mean, it's like two hours and 20 minutes. It does not need to be that long. There are things where I'm watching, I'm screaming at the television. And I'm like, why is this happening? This does not need to be happening, <laughs> Tim Burton. And, but I think Catwoman in that movie is so fantastic. She is a woman who, um, just to give a little premise, it's kind of, uh, it's very crazy, but we, uh, one of the villains that is introduced is Mr. Penguin and he's played by Danny DeVito. We also have another villain, uh, this conglomerate. Com a corporate uh, CEO owner guy uh, played Max Shank played by Christopher Walken, who I adore. And Catwoman works for Christopher Walken's company. She's like a secretary or an assistant. She one of the first times we meet her in that movie, she's this meek woman and she's trying to speak up and give a suggestion. And the men are like, ha ha ha, you dumb woman, uh, basically. And, <laughs> Basically, so regular life. <laughs> exactly. It's, that's the only grounded moment in this whole film. Um, but <laughs> so she tries to speak up and we learn a little bit about her. She's into cats. She feeds like the stray cats in her neighborhood. It's very sweet. And so they're chastising her and she goes home. She is just like, oh, God, what was I thinking? We see that she has a very lonely life. And um, uh, she ultimately remembers that she forgot to go back to the office to pick something up. So she goes back to the office. Uh, I guess this is a spoiler. So apologies. But I mean, I think you guys were going to figure it out at, at one point or the other. But <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer goes back to the office. Christopher, she basically exposes something to Christopher Walken that she probably shouldn't have spoken up about. And he kills her. He throws her out of the window. However, many stories uh, above uh, in this tall building, she falls all the way out. A bunch of stray cats come and surround her and lick her wounds and like nibble at her. And she becomes Catwoman. And it's crazy, but Michelle Pfeiffer playing Catwoman is the best. I mean, she has the best dialogue of anyone in that movie. She has, I think, some of the most intellectual retorts and wants. And I like how Tim Burton, the thing that I will appreciate about Tim Burton for this film is that she's not this cat burglar that we know Catwoman to be she's not this thief she's just a woman scorned and then has this like beautiful transformation from being this meek 
literally thrown out of a window woman to, oh no, I'm taking what's mine. She has this great part, a uh, great line where her and Batman are fighting. And what's really sweet is that Selena Kyle in real life and Bruce Wayne in real life, they don't know obviously of their alter egos and they're having a little fling. And then of course she, they're also having their superhero like uh tizzy going on as well because he discovers you know who's this crazy woman uh running around pleather suit and <laughs> and so she <laughs> has this great moment where catwoman and batman they're fighting and he like he like punches her and she's like oh how could you i'm a woman he's like he catches himself and he's like oh 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 my god i'm so sorry and she's like like i said i'm a woman and i'm not to be taken for granted and like i and then like of course she goes and kicks his ass and it's fantastic nice (laughs) it's so fantastic so i love catwoman but uh i think the tim burton batmans they're not for me i don't think they hold up i think they're a bit silly and uh i wish that michelle pfeiffer her catwoman could be but don't get me wrong i liked anne hathaway's take on selena kyle in the dark knight rises i i did i really did and so that's my crush. I love her. I think she's fan freaking tastic. And she, God, she she's too good for that movie. No offense, Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. We love you, Michelle Pfeiffer. We love you. We love you. Uh, Michelle, I'm dying to hear your Batman crush because I know you've been struggling. You're like, oh, I've been struggling. I know (laughs) so little about the Batman universe, I realize. Um, Well, we'll, I'll bring it back full circle because I did watch the Christopher Nolan trilogy. We've said before on the show how much we love Christopher Nolan. And I said to myself, is there a better character than Heath Ledger's Joker? Probably not. Definitely not. um, (laughs) In this trilogy. But um, I narrowed it down and my character comes from the dark Knight rises and you know him as Blake, John Blake played by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, he Uh, is so good. He is so good. I mean, he's good. Yeah. He's, he's so good. Um, I love, obviously uh, I have nothing but love for Joker played by Heath Ledger. But uh, if I had to pick somebody else, it would definitely be, JGL as Blake. He's an orphan, you guys. He's mm-hmm. an orphan. And uh you should go I, find uh, this very funny. I know <laughs> hilarious. Like, Maybe just the way I said it. <laughs> it was. It was the way you said it. It was the way you said it. <laughs> he's an orphan and i don't want to give there's so much that happens in this movie i'm going to assume that um people listening maybe have not seen either the trilogy or this movie you should um and i won't give too much away about john blake um and his character but i love that he's he's he does play a cop um who was raised in like a boy's home and or this slash orphanage and he um i will say he's very smart he's figured some things out that other 
people have not figured out when it comes to Bruce Wayne and Batman. And he's really quick thinking. He's he's always trying to do the right thing um, as a cop, but he's never really taken seriously. So I always was just kind of rooting for him. He doesn't have a ton of screen time, I'd say, in this last movie. But every time he does, I feel like he's really committed to this character that I believe him to be this this young man who has had a really tough life of losing his parents and looking back at the orphanage that he came from trying to sort out oh what's the future for these young men as they age out of an orphanage so I think that there's this embodiment of the character that he does so well and there is a monologue that he delivers when he's having a conversation with Bruce Wayne that is so touching and lovely. Um, I was, maybe that's what sold me. Um, and now you guys can go and watch it if you feel so inclined, but I love him. He's just got this like magnetic energy for me on the screen and I want him to succeed at, at what he's doing. And he's trying so hard and he's, you know, the smartest guy out there when he's trying to work within, um, within the system with these different cops who are making some terrible choices. And he's, I won't give away the ending for anybody who hasn't seen it, but I feel like he's a little bit of the glue in this story that holds it together because there's a lot that happens in that mm-hmm. third, in that third movie and some things that, you don't see coming at least I hope you don't see coming in the very end. And um, even when you think that one thing that you didn't think was going that you didn't even know was going to happen, that certain characters like reveal themselves, then another thing happens. And I still wanted to see like what uh, the outcome was going to be for John Blake. But I mean, I love Joseph Gordon Levitt just in general as an actor, but I feel like this is one character that I truly loved as like a secondary character in this world of Batman and Christopher Nolan's Batman. Oh, it's so good. And I think that character, uh, here's what I'll give Christopher and Jonathan Nolan is that they are fantastic. Oh, and then obviously they worked with um, this guy. I want to say David Goyer. The last name's definitely Goyer G O Y E R. um, Because that guy has a lot of Batman background but uh the three of them i will i truly appreciate how they are really good at uh, doing um creating the spider web of this world and you see just how far and wide wayne enterprises affects all these different uh parts of gotham city and uh not giving everything away but it, this is not really a spoiler but um you find out that john blake uh, the orphanage uh, ultimately didn't uh, was losing funding uh, because Bruce Wayne disappeared. And there was, you know, now there's these boys who this, who this boys home that depended so much on they the were Wayne getting, family. They were, yeah. They were getting funding from Wayne enterprises. And because it, it's the second movie is supposed to take place eight years after the second movie. And so a lot has happened and bat, uh, John, uh, Bruce Wayne has become like this recluse. And so mm-hmm. Wayne enterprise isn't making more money and he doesn't even know that he's not sending funding to these orphanage yeah. slash boys homes anymore. And so these boys homes are just kind of 
struggling with what to do and what happens when kids age out of the system and, you know, do they turn to a life of crime, which is what Batman has been so dedicated to making sure that, you know, Gotham City is does not take that terrible turn and become like uncontrollable. But I, so I love that they have created this story with so many good secondary characters, especially in this like second movie. When you look at people who in this, it's hard to come off Heath Ledger as Joker and then look at that second movie. And it's like, where do you go from there? But there are six Oscar winners in this second movie. Mm. Is that like is that like nuts? There's three Oscar nominees, but but six actual winners. Which, according to things that I read, is this is the only like superhero comic book movie that that has been done in. So it's Christian Bale, Mike Sir Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, Marion Cotard, and Anne Hathaway all have Oscars, and they're all in this movie. You know, other than obviously Christian Bale, but those are all like secondary characters. And I love that. I think it's a testament to in, in, to what um, they set up with Batman Begins. It, they were like, yeah, it's Batman, but it's not Batman, wham, pow. pow. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, it's not any of that. But I loved, uh, I loved his character because he's he's just so watchable to me. And I feel like he is that character. And when he gives that monologue and as he's going through trying to solve a lot of the problems and do the right thing and 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 work with Batman and he has he kind of idolizes Batman which I think is uh very sweet. I, I just I just was rooting for him the whole time. They considered other actors instead of uh instead of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which is crazy to me, but they considered Ryan Gosling, they considered Mark Ruffalo, they considered Mark uh Ruffalo. Le- mm. Wow. Hmm. And and Leonardo DiCaprio, who are all great actors, but I don't know that any, and they, I'm sure they could have played this part, but I don't, I couldn't, I don't know that I could see the character working out the same way as the way it was played by, as he was played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I agree with that take 100%. Um, it's funny how you watch a movie and you're like, oh, I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. Funny enough, going back to my pick real quick, Michelle Pfeiffer was not the original Catwoman for Batman Returns. It was supposed to be Annette Benning, but oh. Annette Benning found out she was pregnant, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer wanted wanted it the role so bad, and uh, she worked her ass off on this role. Guys, I need to tell you something real quick. She learned that whip. She, so she has a whip, right? Or she's whipping everybody with this. She actually did all her whip stunts herself. She worked with a whip master, a whip master. Did you even know that was a thing for months? <laughs> I, I did not I know like a whip you, master I, was a thing. I like oh, how man. you said, did you know that was a thing? And Mishka's <laughs> laughing and I'm thinking mentally, that's a thing. That's, <laughs> Mishka, that's a real job. Mishka's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm very no, well aware hey, of whip master. Hey. Yeah, just. <laughs> it's not that, he's like, that's not that kind of show, Kim. Like, Look, kind of exactly. Show. Hey, it's not that kind of show. I wasn't talking about that kind of whip master. Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. You, you started it. <laughs> so anyway, she worked on the, all her uh, whip stunts herself, and she was so good at it. But then when uh, she got to set... Because all the lights and everything that, you know, would normally not be in the way while she was training were in the way, they kept having to move the lighting so she could properly actually 
use her whip on these people, um, on these people. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, and <laughs> it's great. And then not only that, but she wore that ridiculous ass, which looks great on her pleather cat suit and the original costume that they made for her wouldn't allow her to go to the bathroom. And she's like, so we had to change that because I need to be able to go to the bathroom. So this is, so they interviewed uh, the cast of Batman returns. I think it was variety or Hollywood reporter. Whoops. Sorry. But uh, there's a great interview online that you can look up for like the 20th anniversary of Batman returns. And they did a great interview with uh, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton. And Michelle Pfeiffer straight up says for the costume, it was the most uncomfortable costume I've ever been in. They had to powder me down, help me inside, and then vacuum pack the suit. They'd paint it with a silicon-based finish to give it its trademark shine. And then I had those claws, and I was always catching them in things. The face mask was smashing my face and choking me. (laughs) She's like, needless to say, we had a lot of bugs to work out. And I was like, this woman, she's so badass. And even Tim Burton goes on to say, like, she is a phenomenal actress to work with. There is this one scene where, again, she gets thrown out the building. Her, you know, friendly stray cats come and nibble at her and her eyes flutter. And it's like this moment where you're like, is that CGI? Did they do something with like the speed of the film? And no, it was all her. And she looks like she truly transformed. Also, I have to say this because this is insane. Cause I was watching the movie going, that can't be real in the movie. Catwoman takes Mr. Penguin. He has a little bird in a bird cage and she puts it in her mouth and she walks around while they're her and Danny DeVito's character talking with this bird in her mouth Hmm. and then she finally opens her mouth and the bird flies out and i was like damn that's some good looking cgi there for that time this is 1992 right that ain't no CGI. Oh my that was a real damn bird she, she put around, in her mouth. She walked around in that scene with a bird in her mouth? With a bird in her mouth. And she's like, yeah. I, she's like, looking back, <laughs> not a good idea. I probably shouldn't have done that. But like, she volunteered to do it. And they got it in one take. And I was like, damn, Michelle Pfeiffer, you cray. But I love her. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to shout her out for that. I... I know we also have um, we have a new Batman film coming out, and I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this new Batman starting Robert Pattinson. So Wait, I'm getting thirsty. Hold on. Uh oh, Michelle's taking a drink. Literally, <laughs> she's so I meant thirsty. That figu- I meant that figuratively, but go ahead. That's <laughs> okay. We're going to be parched. Let me tell you with this Super new Batman, because this cast is killer. We'll talk a little bit about this when we come back from our break. Hey guys, here we don't have any sponsors at Crush Fictionally, but we always like to show some love for organizations and companies that we like a lot. Uh, First, I would like to talk about a bookstore here in the Bay Area, uh, specifically in Sunnyvale, downtown Sunnyvale. There is a bookstore called Lee's Favorite Books, L-E-I-G-H-E. And if you go to leesbooks.com, they do have a website. They're actually open uh, for store hours if you're in the Bay Area and are interested in seeing it 
cute little bookshop. You can check them out. Um, they also um, do pickup. So everything has safety protocols in the midst of what's going on right now. I've gotten some really great books and great gifts as well. So um, check them out. Lee's favorite books in Sunnyvale at leesbooks.com. And Kim, you have somebody and or an organization that you would like to give a shout out to. That's right. It's another bookstore that is near and dear to me. It is down here in Southern California. And if you want to wander a wonderful bookstore, apparently Southern California's oldest and largest independent bookstore, check out Vroman's Bookstore. That's V-R-O-M-A-N-S Bookstore. You can check them out at vromansbookstore.com. Man, I could wander the aisles of this place for hours. It's not just books it's everything you can imagine cute knickknacks gifts pens lovely stationery puzzles games anything you can imagine hit up roman's bookstore and support your local bookstore chains and as always thanks again for your support hey we are back and we can uh i live in los angeles and i'm already it's already droughts here year round but then the batman trailer dropped and now the drought season will be permanent um it will be permanent until i see that movie and didn't <laughs> did it is doesn't robert pattinson have covid or something like that yeah, like they had got, to halt production yeah 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 it, and you know what he's um he's so i don't know he's so everything everything a woman fantasizes about that he just battled covid and now everything is fine <laughs> i didn't know where you were going i was waving <laughs> i don't even know where i was going but i was like i don't do care I? I love it i love it that you said that he's battling covid and that's what every woman wants. <laughs> that's what everybody that's what every woman wants is a man who can overcome a pandemic uh a la so, tom hanks maybe he has antibodies maybe we get some of those you know robert pattinson antibodies and that's the the cure for this <laughs> pandemic well here's the thing that is i mean i guess i could go google this but um in the trailer i think the trailer looks pretty interesting i don't think it gives enough away we can talk a little bit about this uh i'm interested in watching the movie again i think it's going to be hard to hold a candle up to the christopher nolan trilogy in fact the first thing i thought of when i saw the trailer for batman was they already did a Batman movie. Like I <laughs> was like, I was like, there's, I they, thought the same ago. thing, but then I saw Robert Pattinson who I, I like him an okay amount. I mean, I don't have really strong feelings about him, but seeing him as Batman, I was really oddly into it. I don't know what it is. It does seem, uh, you know, hard to fill the Christopher Nolan shoes for sure. I don't know what? how you go there. That, well, this is not an important question, but in the trailer, my, I was like, oh, yeah, what was my question? In the trailer, he looks super beefed up in that Batman suit. And I'm like, did he actually beef up or is this a Homelander situation where clearly he's wearing like a padded suit um, for those pecs and those abs? I mean, <laughs> I clearly. Know. I don't know. Um, but like, did he actually beef up because he looks really beefy in the trailer and... Maybe. 
This is not maybe an important question. Maybe it's medium. Maybe it's maybe it's medium beef. Medium <laughs> amount of beef. Where's the beef? Uh, as the Wendy's commercial it's would say. Medium. It's it's whatever your imagination wants it to be. That's that's, that's what there it is. we go. That's that's what where I want to hear. You want to know there where the go. beef is? It's the thirty pounds of muscle that Tom Hardy put on to play Bane. That's right. Beef. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Like, I don't that care how many true. times I see him with his shirt off in that movie. I'm just like, have to like, is that, is that Tom Hardy? That does not look like Tom Hardy. And then you realize how much, how much muscle he gained just to play that, that character. Yeah. Yeah. He is truly a beefcake in that one. Um, but I'm not going to lie. The cast, I really like this cast of the new Batman. We've got Jeffrey Wright playing um, Gordon who I love Jeffrey Wright. And we've got Zoe Kravitz, speaking of Catwoman, she's playing our Selena Kyle in the new Batman. And Paul Dano is our, uh, the Riddler. Riddler, So I'm excited, but I am also, Mishka, you talked a bit bit about this on break, about how you're a little bit reluctant for this, for this particular film. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm going to give it a chance, obviously. Like I, I, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Yes. It, it, like it, it, because a trailer is just a trailer. You only see so much. That's I true. just felt after watching the trailer that it was trying hard to live in the same tone as Christopher Nolan's film. So I, it was starting to look to me like they're trying to, I don't want to say replicate it, but kind of a, kind of do something within that, that, with that kind mm-hmm. of feel to it. So, and, and that worries me because I want it to be its own thing and its own style because you just can't replicate what Christopher Nolan did. So it's just best to just, to just make your own version, just make your own version. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a, a, the benefit of the doubt. Everyone's, you know, a lot of people are upset about, uh, about the new Batman casting, Robert Pattinson, but I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt as well. Just like, just like Heath Ledger uh, should have gotten. And he proved everyone wrong. So <laughs> ain't that did. the truth? It, exactly. That's true. So we, we got to see. We got to see. Let's just see it first. Let's see the movie, and then we can, you know, we can decide what we think about it. Beefy cool. or not, we'll decide. <laughs> Where's the beef? Hey, exactly. speaking, of que- speaking of beef and questions, <laughs> l- there is no better transition. Please continue. <laughs> Question: Which actor? is the best Batman. And I'm going to I'm going to pull I'm going to pull out I think the most popular ones and just as a reminder and I want you two to answer. Everyone will answer. Okay. Adam West, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, or Ben Affleck. <laughs> I like that you said the way you said Ben Affleck was. It was the way he said it. Yeah. What? What? I don't know. Uh, That's great. Like you, like it was a setup for a joke. (laughs) Ah, God, he sets himself up. uh, I I I can go first if you guys want. I I do it. My favorite is Christian Bale. I I think Michael Keaton is is right there as well, though. But I Mm -hmm. I really liked Christian Bale. I will say by the third movie. The Dark Knight Rises, I I started to get a little tired of Christian Bale's Batman voice a little bit. No. So I'm, glad, I'm glad they ended it there. 
Oh, interesting. But but I'm just saying. But I will say that he he did a phenomenal job with that character. I I really did like his Batman a lot. Mm. That's interesting. It's interesting you say that because um, I don't particularly like Christian Bale that much as an actor. You, people can come for me. I'm not saying he's not a great <laughs> actor. He is. There's just some. There's just something there for me. But I thought his hottest. Batman was in the first movie. I found him so wildly attractive in that first movie. Um, I loved his voice. I loved the way he looked. I loved the way he he carried the character physically. He lost me in that second movie, Mishka. He did. His voice seemed very... His voice was getting to me. I don't know if he was like... They're like overcorrecting, but I feel mm-hmm. like he was going full in on that Batman. And yeah. th- But then by the third movie... I was into it. So I'm going to go Christian Bale mm. as Batman in the first and the third. Christopher. Y'all. I mean, look, it may be because I just like watched these movies again, but I forgot how good Michael Keaton is in Batman. Yeah. He's mm. really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, you don't see much of him in Batman Returns and that was on purpose. Uh, but but he's great of- in Batman. In but- Batman 1989, Batman. Oh, he is like him and Michelle Pfeiffer. They've got this like dynamic. It is Mm -hmm. they're feeding off each other. It is fantastic to witness. And there's a lot of things that Michael Keaton does as an actor that says so much without saying anything. Like when he has like maybe maybe his line is literally yes. Like the way his physicality, his face, the way he says yes, something as simple as that. So much comes across, and I really loved Michael Keaton as Batman. In fact, I uh, I watched The Founder. Have you guys seen The Founder? Oh, excellent! Oh no, I haven't seen that one. Highly recommend it, Mishka. Okay. It is on Netflix Prime right now. Prime? Oh, Prime. I, Prime. Okay. It's on one of those two. It's either or, and uh, it is fantastic. It's about the origin of McDonald's, right. and it. Oof, it's a rough one, but Michael Keaton, man, he is a fantastic actor. And I, I mean, it's crazy to think that he went from like Beetlejuice, Batman, uh, and then obviously had a nice resurgence with um, Birdman. Thank you. I was like, it's not Batman. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> where is it, Kim? It's close. It's very close. It's very close. <laughs> um, but yeah, Michael Keaton, and I will say that Christian Bale is my second. And I don't know, but I, but I, you know, can we talk a second for like Justice League Batman? I'm not into Justice League Batman. Oh, here's my question: I haven't seen any of the Ben Affleck Batman movies. <laughs> I haven't seen him. Literally, you can't see him, but he's oh, literally I going. It. I no, looked with his hands. No, can't do but it. I didn't even get to my question. My question was: Should I? Should I watch those movies? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't Mishka seen says either. no. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen him either. I just, I, but that was based on me hearing a lot of negative, negative feedback from friends and people I know. So yeah, that I was gonna, but after that, I was like, uh, no. And then it didn't last long at all. Ben Affleck's already out. So yeah, I mean, I don't, when I, when they announced that, I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> wait michelle did you did, were you the one who told this story about ben affleck 
when, yeah, he was when doing, he got cast. He was he was doing an interview when oh, when the right, right, when the first movie was about to come out, and whoever was interviewing him said, "Did you read anything?" Because there was mm-hmm. obviously a lot. People had lots of thoughts about Ben Affleck. I get it. I. I think <laughs> I see physically why they chose him, but he's in this interview and he goes, yeah, I made the mistake. I was reading this one article and then I looked at the comment section, which don't ever do. Don't ever look at the comment section. And he said the very first comment was just some guy who just wrote, no, <laughs> in like all capital letters. And he said, That's and so then he, he told the interview, <laughs> so he said, so after that, I stopped like li- oh. reading or listening to anything because I didn't feel like it was very conducive. And he's like, I knew I had like big shoes to fill. So, yeah. <laughs> so maybe we all, I don't know, maybe we all feel the same. Maybe that's, maybe will, that I'll, no in capital letters is collective. Yeah, but you're you're right about the his, his look because he can look like the older Batman like from the comics. He's got like the perfect, like, I don't know, like the physique. Yeah, it just fits. Exactly. So you, I get it. You, I get it there. You look at him and you're like, oh, he would play like a perfect Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne because he's tall yeah. and he's exactly. like tall, dark and handsome. He's kind of got this chiseled jaw. So you're like, oh, it would all work. But yeah, I remember when they cast him and I was like, oh, that's a that's a choice. <laughs> that's a choice. That's, that's a choice. Um, I think let's get into our honorable mentions. If anybody has any, I have a few. But I, I here's the thing: I'm going to say about honorable mentions for World of Batman. I just there's all these great characters. There's just so many, and mm-hmm. I'm I really I really have enjoyed Batman since I was a kid. And the God, how old was I? I guess it was like late 90s. There was a cartoon. Does anybody remember this on Fox? There was a Saturday or Sunday morning Batman cartoon. And I know there's been a million iterations of it. But I thoroughly enjoyed watching this kid's cartoon for Batman and getting to know all these different characters. And the other thing, well, whatever, we can get into it. I don't need to, I don't need to talk about this right now. But honorable mentions, World of Batman. We got. Do we have any? Does anybody want to shout any out? Mishka. Uh, I'll, I'll say, <clears throat> I I actually really liked uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. Uh, yeah. I the movie was a little too off the walls for me. It's not really my <laughs> yeah. my kind of movie, but uh, <laughs> I loved his choices, and I'm a big Jack Nicholson fan. And I thought I thought he he made that character like he 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 brought Joker to life like before you know Heath Ledger so he he killed it for sure and and then the other honorable mention I'll say is I really liked Killian Murphy as uh, the Scarecrow yes uh, yes. So yes 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 I think, yes I think those are probably my two honorable mentions I guess oh yes I love it Michelle oh he almost made my number one spot and then mm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt came along um Ooh. Morgan Freeman as Lucius mm. Fox in yes. all three Christopher Nolan movies. Um, that name is killer. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> Lucius <laughs> Fox. Great name. Lucius I mean, if, Fox. is anybody pregnant? Is everyone having a baby? Lucius Fox should be the name that you're considering <laughs> for your baby. Boy or girl. <laughs> um, he's uh, a cool customer. He always comes like with whatever, the bow tie, the pocket square, the tweed jacket with the elbow patches. I love it. I'm into it. And he's the brains behind the operation. I know that we can say all these great things about Christian Bale's Batman, but Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox 
is amazing to me. Amazing. Loved him. He's building all this stuff. And in the second movie, he he kind of gets this poetic justice that, that happens for anyone who hasn't seen it. But I love his character. And then who doesn't love Michael Caine? Yes. Uh, you crazy. Thank you. Thank I just you. thought you I forgot to mention him. crazy if you don't yeah. love Michael Caine playing Alfred Pennyworth. Um, mm-hmm. He's so good. He has these, this dialogue with um, Bruce Wayne. There's times when he sheds a tear, especially in that last movie. Oh, Ugh, so good. I didn't, oh, I didn't get enough of him. him. Yes. Oh, so that good. lecture yes. from Alfred in that third movie. Yes. Oh. And, and I will say this. Um, if for anybody who's interested, do yourself a favor and Google search pictures of a young <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> and all I'll say is you're welcome. And you're I'm going to say, humana, 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 humana. Kim knows because I texted them to her yesterday. <laughs> and they are saved to my photo re- uh, roll now. <laughs> we'll post it on our Instagram for anybody oh, who's too man. lazy to search. But yeah, those are my honorable mentions for sure. Top of my list. Um, those are fantastic. You took some right off my list, which is great. And, uh, I mean, again, I'll say this again. I love me some Batman characters, but I'm going to go back in time again. Not my favorite, but y'all gotta love Uma Thurman playing Poison Ivy in Batman Mm. and Robin. I mean, God, I love Uma Thurman. She can't do any wrong by me. I think she's fantastic. I think she plays, again, this great woman who has a transformation. It's it's fantastic. The women are, I think the women, funny enough, in those first Batman movies are very well written, I think. Um, So I'm here for those. And Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon, I mean... Yeah. Is is there Come a on. better a better British actor doing an American accent? It is flawless. Gary He's Oldman so must be side eyeing Tom Hardy so hard <laughs> on the set, being like, "Yo, I don't know what you're doing," but <laughs> like, I that was like my one thing. My it it kind of was a not necessarily a problem for me, but Tom Hardy as Bane and Liam Neeson as Rajal Ghul. I just felt like they were kind of playing like these silly forms of themselves. Like in the, the, because the very beginning of the dark Knight rises when they're on the plane is so amazing. And then Tom Hardy starts talking and it sounds like, (laughs) I imagine it would be like if Tom Hardy was drunk at a party as Tom Hardy as himself (laughs) and someone, and someone turned to him and said, could you quick do an impression of Sean Connery? <laughs> but but pretend you're American. I feel like that's what's happening oh, in this man. movie. Uh, and I love Tom Hardy. I love oh, Tom Hardy man. as an actor and other characters he played. But is that, I don't know. That voice was too much for me in that very beginning scene. It's, it gets slightly better for the rest of the movie. But hang on. If you haven't seen the movie, hang on through that moment. Hang on, hang on. Uh, it's a running joke Michelle and I have that we make fun of Tom Hardy's American accents or accents, period. So, but we love him as an actor. We really, truly do. But um, yes, hang he- on. Watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> Fun fact. I didn't know this until uh, until researching for this podcast, but he's not a very tall guy. 
And so Mm. he had to wear lifts in like these really high shoes in order to appear taller than Christian Bale and like Gary Oldman and everybody else who's and Morgan Freeman, who are all quite tall. Yeah, he's a pretty stocky guy. Um, There is a fantastic movie he's in. I think it was his breakout role. Bronson, I want to say, is the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, My boyfriend loves that movie. He's totally wackadoo in that movie, which is, I mean, he's incredible in that movie. And I'm like you, Michelle. I'm like, I feel like you're maybe playing yourself. um, And you're this crazy in real life, but I could be dead wrong. Um, But yeah. He's really great. He does. He does also an American accent. It's not terrible, um, but it's a good movie. Uh, I think it's called Lawless. And it's, it's, he, it's based on a true story of brothers who are bootlegging uh, in the time of prohibition. So it's him and uh, Shia LaBeouf, uh, Jessica Chastain, uh, some really great characters. And he's, he is actually really tough and cool guy in that. Um, and I forgive him for whatever accent he's trying to do in that movie. But Lawless, I think it's on Netflix and, and worth a watch, I think. Sorry, Tom Hardy. Sorry, Tom Hardy. Um, the last few mentions I will give are kind of like, I want to say Batman adjacent, but they're not, but they are. But um, I think Joaquin Phoenix as Joker in the movie yeah. Joker yeah, yeah. is fantastic. I and I, I know there's a lot of opinions out there about the movie in general. I personally, the movie resonated with me. To me, it's about a man. It's about a failed system. It's about uh, failed healthcare, people uh, failing people with mental health issues. I loved that. It's a very painful watch, but I really love what that movie had to say. And Joaquin Phoenix, as the Joker in there, he's no Heath Ledger, but I think he does a fine job as this alternate world, alternate perspective Joker. I think it's fantastic. And also, I don't give a shit what anybody says. The Harley Quinn movie that came out last year was absolutely fantastic. I heard and it was really good. I, that's on my list. But I mean, like I said, I don't know much about the Batman universe and the Batman comics. But I've heard that was actually really a good movie. Yeah. So she's like a relatively new character, I think, introduced in the 90s for as a love interest for Joker in the comic books. And then Suicide Squad obviously came out a few years ago. I'm not a fan of Suicide Squad. Uh, Thank God James Gunn is doing the next Suicide Squad because I'm like, oh, praise be. Uh, Because James Gunn, I think, does fine, fine work with uh, superhero stuff, a la Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm. etc. But that Harley Quinn movie, haters gonna hate, but that movie is phenomenal margot robbie is phenomenal that cast is fantastic it is a joy ride from end to end love that movie and i i really look forward to hopefully harley quinn having a better a better well all the characters in general having a better background and storyline for suicide squad too and Anne Hathaway thought she was interviewed, auditioning for Harley Quinn when she was auditioning for Catwoman. She didn't know what character she was going to play in that third, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh. She thought that she was going in and reading for Harley Quinn. She didn't really know. But then she desperately, obviously, wanted to play Catwoman. And I really, 
I like her as Catwoman. I like her I as do. Selena Kyle in in yeah. that whole movie and the character she plays. I I like her dynamic so much more than the dynamic she had. Um, the dynamic between Christian Bale and Katie Holmes and Christian Bale and Maggie Gyllenhaal. I felt like uh, Anne Hathaway brought some some chemistry to that role um, as as Selena Kyle. She was really good in it. I had her actually as one of my honorable mentions as well. Ooh. Well, guys, I think we've exhausted everything Batman. Probably not. Well, we we have, but you know, we've gotten through this entire episode and nobody on here has done the I am Batman impression. (laughs) Are we going to go this whole time and no one's going to do it? That's fine. If you're not, I'm just curious. Uh, You don't want me to do that. I had to do a Vin. I had to. I had to do a Vin Diesel impression singing uh, the other day. Yeah, not good. Do that now. Do that now. Please, please. Me, 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 me. No, (laughs) we don't need to relive this trauma. But let's just say it was terrible. The funniest part is that someone complimented me on it and said, I thought you did a great job. And I'm like, I don't know why you think that, but thank you. This is very kind of you. Uh. (laughs) But Mishka, I'm so excited that we got to have you. I hope you had a good time. I did. I had a blast. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, So much fun. Again, if you are not watching The Boys... You need to watch What are you doing? What What are you you doing? doing? (laughs) If you like Batman, you're listening to this episode. I bet you you're going to like the boys. But (laughs) I could be wrong. The boys even more. And then you'll get to see Mishka live and direct as Shockwave. Shockwave. And I'm dying. Oh, God. I I don't know how this season's going to end. But I'm dying to know what's going to happen. And Mishka, again, don't forget to give MM my digits. (laughs) Uh, thank you. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's funny. Um, thank you for everybody listening. Thank you to Campfire Media. Uh, any last shout-outs before we head on out of this podcast? None. Shout out to those sunglasses that Shockwave is wearing in the boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good shout out. And then Mishka, can, uh, you said you're terrible at social media, but is there any way if people want to look you up or anything you want to shout out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I, I'll do my best with it. You know, I'm, I'm just not 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 great on social media, but I'm trying. Okay, I am trying. All right, <laughs> that's all. What? Like that's all I can do is the try. good college try. That's you know what that's I mean. It. That's all that's we can it. ask for. That's all we can <laughs> ask for. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. All right. Bye. In between episodes, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Crush Fictionally, and feel free to slide into those DMs. Or tell us about your favorite fictional crush when you leave us a review on Apple Podcast, and we'll read your crush out loud on the next episode. You've been listening to Crush Fictionally, with original music by the talented Edith Mudge, artwork by the incredible Rose Feddock, and produced by the amazing Peter Burns. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung. And remember to love yourself. Because your love is real.
Hello, you. What's up, hoes? I'm Mary Kay McBrayer. I'm Mary Amelia Byer. I'm Rachel Estridge. And we like scary movies. Let's be more specific. We like analyzing scary movies. Okay, but let's be a little bit more specific. We like making fun of scary movies. Let's be even more specific. We have to make fun of scary movies so that we can sleep at night. We host a horror comedy podcast called Everything Trying to Kill You that rips all your fave horror movies a new one. And bonus, we'll tell you jokes from the perspectives of... Feminist ethnic minorities. And queer women. Which might be something you haven't considered before. Sure looks like Hollywood hasn't. So check out Everything Trying to Kill You. New episodes every other Friday on Campfire Media. Campfire.